Well, good morning. You're listening to Ross FM 94.6 and I'm delighted to be joined on the line in our well-being corner by psychotherapist Sabrina. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Kira. How am I? It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I start with the weather every week. Yes, we're starting to feel the coolness now. I think the nip is in the air, really. Absolutely. No, you can definitely feel it. And it was nice, actually. It was refreshing to wake up and see the sun this morning because I know it, I think we had heavy rainfall overnight and stuff. But I suppose in this week, I suppose, in the well-being corner, we're kind of... We, last week, we actually got a great response. We talked a lot about social anxiety and kind of the pressures around that. Um, but I yeah. suppose this week we're kind of looking at, I suppose, all the news and the information about price hikes and all of this. I think it's causing people a lot of stress and worry I know. and things like that. So what do you, yeah, what are you kind of seeing coming up in the in your practice from, I suppose, from the social pressures and financial pressures that are economic, really, that I suppose they're out of our control, really. Um, but what's coming up at the moment in your practice in terms of that? Are you seeing people affected by that? Yeah, well, I mean, I think everybody is 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 uh, everybody from all walks of life now are being impacted in some great way. Um, I might start with maybe just limit your news intake. <laughs> I think yeah. it's you know I think we can I can see people get very caught in these kind of one six nine o'clock news and they're keeping themselves very stuck. So I mean, it limits your it limits your creativity now, and you're kind of getting caught in that type of despair, you know. Um, I mean, it's, I know it's rampant out there. Uh, what would I be seeing? There is definitely an anxiety financially out there. People are wondering, you know, I mean, it's, I've seen some articles referring to, do I choose to eat or do I choose to heat myself? You know, it's really coming down to survival in that way. Um, I mean, I'd recommend, I know for the more rural communities, the bigger homes, you know, it must be awful to have to consider these things. But community-based initi- initiatives could be, could work really well, and and things like this, you know, could you all get together and eat in one house one night, or you know, uh, why he five homes and if you can eat one, you know, you could kind of work it in a way that you're still getting a community-based uh, approach to just getting through winter, you know, uh, and seeing how this unfolds. No, nobody really knows, apart from you know, can I afford food or can I afford heat which is really bringing us down to survival instincts, you know. Well, this is it, and I think it can trigger, like, I, I suppose that maybe it's, am I right or wrong in saying this, but I suppose Ireland's had its kind of fair share of between recessions and, and different things that went yeah. on as well in the 80s and 90s. Does something like yeah. this kind of trigger a trauma or things like that in people? Oh, God, yeah. That's probably what's special to the Irish too, though. I mean, we do have within our reach what it's like to live in poverty, and we got through it, you know. It was probably more the fun times I remember in childhood when their parents got together on the road and just made fun happen when they couldn't afford holidays. Or So it can be a very creative time too. It doesn't have to be doom and gloom, you know. I mean, I think we do. If you just look to the grandparents and parents, the methods are there. We've, we've done this before. You know, I think we have a bit of an advantage like that. Our infrastructure is not too strong, uh, particularly rurally. So I think we can, you know, if we just get ourselves together, get a community-based approach, I think we'll we'll survive, you know. Absolutely. Help yeah. each other out. I think so. And I think the community, like, I think it's good for children to be in schools again, where they kind of, they feel like they fit in or maybe they feel um, supported by a community there. Yeah. Um, I suppose in terms of kids that are maybe still struggling, settling back in. Into school, is it? Yeah. Yeah, because I know we yeah. had a few messages in last week with parents saying if we could talk a little bit about, little, touch a little bit on this today again, just with a few kids struggling to kind of settle back in. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's just uh, with children. I mean, children are very honest. <laughs> That's one thing you've learned, you know. They're very honest. They will tell you what's wrong. So it's really just trying to touch base with them. You know, how was school today? What was difficult? And just listen to them. They'll tell you what's going on. You know, we have an awful habit of saying, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be okay. You know, but if they're saying, well, I feel lonely in class, you know, try and just unpack it a little bit with them and see. Just just let them feel heard. Once they're, they're opening up that way, they'll be fine. Once they've somewhere to go or someone that sees what's going on for them, they'll be okay, you know. But it's just gently prodding around that a bit, you know, what was difficult today in school or how can we make that better tomorrow? Just very simple, basic stuff, I think, with children. Um, if it gets more severe, I mean, the, the, the teachers tend to work with parents, you know, if they're acting out or not sleeping, you know, it's just trying to keep them ground with them and they'll generally be okay. If you have really con- big concerns now, you could probably go to the doctor and just check in with the doctor, make sure it's nothing more severe in terms of anxiety, you know. But just to maybe follow on from what we're talking about already, kids will pick up on the stress at home, you know, if there's any worries or concerns in the home, they will carry that with them. They tend not to want to go to school because they want to stay at home and help mommy or help daddy, you know, the struggle there. So just be mindful of what they're hearing as well at home. You know, there is concerns around finances and that type of thing. It could definitely carry with them, you know. Absolutely. I think it's a, you have to kind of have all, all eyes on as a parent, isn't it? I think yeah. Oh, they hear everything. I, I, they don't just hear everything, they feel everything. <laughs> you know, they can, they're very sensitive to what plays out in the environment. So if mum is stressed or, you know, stressed about food, that will be picked up. And you'll find the child might want not want as much lunch or, you know, they'll tend to try and fix it in some innocent way. So it's just to be mindful of those areas particularly around entering school or leaving the home, you know. Yeah, we have a message in from an unknown. Um, she didn't leave her name, or he didn't leave her name either. Um, can I please get some advice? My young son came home, he's 17, and he was drinking um, over the weekend. Don't know what to do because he was so, too sick on Monday to go to school. How do I get a handle on underage drinking? Oh, again, it's so broad. Um, I would again just gently, very gently, I don't, I don't think giving out to them now is, is works, it just builds more resistance and they'll just close down on you, you know um, you know, what, why do you feel you need to be drinking like that, what's going on out there now I do know there's a massive issue with uh, drinking and drugs in, in the 17, 25 year old bracket um, life has been kind of put on hold in the last few years and there's been such demands on them psychologically that I don't think they're really the capacity is really there for it. So there's all these kind of changes taking place. So it's really just, again, trying to tap in, um, you know, what is causing you concern or what is difficult out there socially that you feel. You can't just go out and be yourself, you know. Now they're discovering themselves too, so it's a very, very sensitive area, I think, to talk around, you know. But it's really, again, just trying... Once a, per- once a person's seen, you know, whether or not, if they're in struggle, just, just let them know you're there. That's all you can do, really. Um, do we need to talk about this? Or, you know, what's on your mind? Why do you feel it's okay to get into this state? You know, just general basic stuff without overcomplicating it. They will talk to you once it's safe, you know. I think so. It's interesting you touched on that there, the pressures of the last few years. You know, they've kind of been pigeonholed and not really dealt yeah. with. And I think it's, yeah, so it's the build-up really, isn't it? I think there's such a tension. You can see it, particularly around the cities now, you can see it in the driving. You know, people are getting very frustrated or 
beeping a lot more, you know. There's definitely something there that hasn't been unpacked yet. I think we talked about that in, a, in an earlier show. Just, I suppose, having a national conversation about the impact COVID has had on society, on individuals, you know, on our, on our way of living and being. It's just enormous, but it just hasn't been talked about enough to just allow people to face the struggles from that, you know. So I think it's been acted out in many unhealthy ways through drink, drugs, you know, it's, I don't think we've had the cocaine use in, in the seniors, now I'm talking 30, 40 year olds, you know, yeah. it's become, oh God, yes, it's, 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 it's nearly as common as alcohol. That's the impression now out there, you know, and again, it's just people trying to cope with a massive amount of stress and pressure that's been put on us in recent years, you know. Well, what concerns me is would people be driving under that influence? Do you think? I think it's become more prevalent. I know they've bring, brought in guarded checks now with the whole uh, drug use, but yeah, absolutely, it's become more prevalent um, out there, particularly rural. I find the rural communities now really caught there because of you have to travel to socialise, you know. So yeah, it's definitely uh, on the increase. And of wow. course, with more money and, and with, with more financial and, and other pressures coming at us, the acting out then will increase too. So you, you have to be really careful and just watch, you know. Yeah, it seems to be doubled. Tell me, is it more, do you think, are, well, I, I don't, is it hard to say this, but is it men struggling more than women or, or is it fairly equal that women are struggling just as much as men or do you find that it's mostly males that are struggling? Yes, I find men because of the age-old attitude, you know, man up, suck it up, uh, don't cry, all these type of um, unhealthy messages that men have had to endure through the years, you know, what does it mean to be masculine, you don't feel, and it's just such an unhealthy approach, you know, and men are coming out of that now. I think there's definitely in the younger generations uh, a change happening, particularly, you know, the lads do seem to be more open to therapies and talking and looking after themselves. But the older generation, yeah, definitely uh, suicides would be more prevalent than males than they would females because of that reason, you know. Wow. They're not the one to talk. Oh, it's, that's, that's historic. That's across the world, and particularly with males, you know. Okay, okay. So I suppose if so there's what? any, yeah, I suppose if there's any man maybe listening in or woman that's struggling, like what would you say to them to kind of get them to maybe open up or go and seek help? Well, the opening up part, I mean, again, it comes down to language and capacity, you know. Some people are very tuned in. They can absolutely unpack things very easily. Some just don't have language. They'll feel certain ways. They will withdraw in certain ways. I mean, it's, again, just go back to basics, you know. Get, try and talk to friends. Uh, stay connected. Get out and exercise. Now, I know that's easier said than done. I, I, I'm not saying just jump up and, and, and do these things, you know. Try and meditate. There's thousands of great meditation and things online there, you know, YouTube. There's all sorts of self-help things you can do, but I think the key is to just try and stay connected, be it physically or virtually, you know, just to keep in contact with people, particularly through the winter months. It can get very withdrawing and easier just to stay in, you know, in the dark, dark nights. So it's really just trying to stay connected. If things are really concerning or, you know, you're losing interest in, in day-to-day things, I would say go, go and see a doctor or a therapist if you can afford it you know okay okay thank you so much Sabrina and will you mention as well yeah. your therapies as well and also I want to wish you a huge happy happy birthday ah <laughs> thank you that's six people I know now that celebrate their I birthday didn't. last week 
<laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I didn't think you'd mention that. Can I just, before we go, yeah. um, mention something that might be a, a nice focus hmm. for people in winter, particularly communities, large or small. I've seen this in the first lockdown. It was one of my colleagues actually set it up in his yeah. estate. There was a patch of land, um, community gardens, as in, you know, growing your own food. Like, what have they done it in lockdown now? And I thought it was the most beautiful thing to get people together. They um, they had kids painting murals on walls. They had the adults planting food, you know. But it really got them together uh, in the community. And it provided food, which I thought was really powerful, you know. But I think particularly now with what's coming um, in terms of poverty, it could be a really interesting project to get involved in in winter as a community, you know. That sounds amazing. And I, I think I heard about there's grants actually going, isn't there, for gardens? I'm not, uh, I think really? there is, yeah. I, as far as I know, wow, there's some sort of grant okay. system, I think, available through, through your council, through the local yeah. council, that you can actually apply into that for now, community gardens. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about this recently. Wow, interesting. But look, I mean, it costs nothing to get a couple of packs of seeds, yeah. you know, and it will just regenerate itself every year and then it will keep the community together and connected in a very healthy way, you know. It could be a nice project for people to think about this side of autumn, you know. Absolutely. Sabrina, you're amazing. Call out Lear Therapies oh. as well if anyone wants to get in touch with yourself. Yeah, Lear Psychological Services, Lear Therapy, that I, if people uh, are really struggling or just want some guidance, they can reach out anytime. I love that. Thank you so much, Sabrina. You have a beautiful okay. day and happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. <laughs> okay. Have I'm an amazing day. Take care. Thank Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.